having this awareness that there are influences, sometimes very strong ones, coming from the people closest to us is crucial to staying true to our own core values. Whether it's our culture, our environment, uh, or our friends, we need to protect our values because when we make decisions to spend based on our core values, then we're going to be true to ourselves and to the lifestyle and financial goals we've set for ourselves. When we give in and live apart from our deepest convictions and values, we're going to experience regret and disappointment in addition to financial stress. Welcome to Getting Money Right with Leo Sabo and David Thompson. On this episode, we're continuing our discussion on the importance of having the right perspective on money. This is part two of our discussion, so if you've missed the last episode, be sure to listen to episode 38 first. As a quick review, in the first episode, we referenced the book, The One Thing, in which the five factors that contribute to our happiness are identified. They are, number one, positive emotion and pleasure. Number two, achievement. Number three, relationships. Number four, engagement. And number five, meaning. Of these five, engagement and meaning are the most important because they are the ones that bring us the most happiness. It is when our daily actions fulfill a bigger purpose that the most powerful and enduring happiness occurs. The purpose of these two episodes is gaining the right perspective on money. We began with number one, realizing what money is and what money's purpose is. And number two, setting a proper lifestyle based on core values. And that's where we pick up this episode, discussing why core values are not only important to identify, but also to protect as you move toward fulfilling your true life's purpose. Yeah. So another way that we can begin to define that proper lifestyle is to look at our core values and to look at the things that are truly important to us that we have begun to say, this is where I'm going to revolve my life around these things and set some core values. I mean, maybe a core value for you is love uh, and, and an intimate relationship with your spouse. Maybe a core value is integrity. And I'm not going to take a job that pushes me outside of a place of integrity, or I'm not going to do work that causes me to bend my integrity in other areas. Uh, maybe it's faith. Maybe having room in your daily life for your faith mm-hmm. to be expressed, right. to operate, to volunteer, and to serve in that. Generosity is a core value of mine. I'm going to do something that allows me to be generous. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's a core value, that means I have to lower my personal lifestyle mm-hmm. so that I have access, right. so that I have something more to give. And part of that is I have the energy to give. So I need to lower my lifestyle and all the all the things I do during the day mm-hmm. so that when it comes Monday night and time to record getting money right, and I can share and give my time and serve other people with some thoughts and some philosophies and some teaching in this area. I'm going to look for ways to be generous with my time, with my finances, with my energy, and I'm going to choose a lifestyle that allows that. So Ashley and I, when we first got married, we lived in a small one-bedroom apartment so that we would have extra capacity to give. We could have afforded more easily. We could have bought newer cars. We could have moved into a home sooner. But we chose to take our lifestyle a step back based on our core values. Yeah, that's so good. It's that foundation of knowing what your life is truly about, what your purpose is, uh, what you're not only gifted to do, but what gives you life, Right. what gives you that fulfillment that I think we all desire. Yeah. Another thing, though, is to understand that there's something that's always pushing against our core values. There are other people around us, people in our lives that have their own values. Yep. Sometimes those values are good and sometimes they're not values that line up with our values. Right. 
when these values start to negatively influence and impact our own values, it can take us off track and potentially bring us at a place that we're not going to want to be in. Yeah. Think about what your friends might be doing that are going against your values and negatively impacting your own finances. Maybe your friends like to go out a lot and spend money and you're just not in a position financially to eat out all the time or spend a couple of hundred dollars every weekend on entertainment. But since they're doing it and you want to maintain your relationship with them, you feel obligated to make similar choices that they're making. Yeah. If I don't have a core value that specifically dictates how I'll spend my money so I can stay financially responsible, I will easily allow the peer pressure of my friends to push me to spend money that I know I should be saving. Yep. This causes me to violate my own core values. I know the things I want to do, but I also want to spend time with my friends. So I've got this internal battle. Should I hold on to my core values or do I give in? Having this awareness that there are influences, sometimes very strong ones, coming from the people closest to us is crucial to staying true to our own core values. Whether it's our culture, our environment, uh, or our friends, we need to protect our values because when we make decisions to spend based on our core values, then we're going to be true to ourselves and to the lifestyle and financial goals we've set for ourselves. When we give in and live apart from our deepest convictions and values, we're going to experience regret and disappointment in addition to financial stress. So first, we must know what our core values are. And second, we should be aware of the multiple influences in our lives that try to get us off track. So step one was realizing what money is and its purpose. Step two was setting a proper lifestyle. And once you've set that lifestyle and you begin to have margin beyond that, you have surplus that goes further. Now you use that margin to fulfill your purpose. Now you use that margin to go do something that matters and serve other people because you've intentionally capped your lifestyle. And if you never intentionally cap your lifestyle and you keep growing your lifestyle as your income grows, as your surplus grows, then you're just caught in this cycle where you never have the time to truly self-actualize, to truly do the things that matter to you. So as, as I grow, well, now I've got this margin of time. I'm going to go build a business that serves people. And people might look at that and say, oh, well, you're building a business to make money. No, the business is to serve others. It's to find a way to add value to other people's life. Right Now, if you, if you add enough value to others' lives, eventually dollars will come back in the form of thank you notes. Yeah, very true. So, so it's not wrong to serve other people and then receive a reward for that. But the heart behind it is, oh, I have some margin. I'm going to go give and serve and add value to others' lives. Mm -hmm. If that creates more margin in my life, more surplus over time, now I have to be a better manager because I was managing the initial amount. Now I'm managing a business and managing more margin so that I can then take that and say, well, where do I pour in this extra surplus? Do I build another business? Do I find a way to just give dollars away? Do I find a way to give more of my time? Or am I now stretching my time too thin? So this is where it really takes a higher level of management and understanding. And that's part of the heart of getting money right, is it will get this piece right so you can serve more people. Yeah, so you can keep your focus, which is always, what am I called to do? What is my purpose? And how do I pursue that? Because that's what's going to give me and you the most happiness and fulfillment. We got to remember that money allows us to provide for what we need. It's not the thing that fulfills us or makes us happy because it can only provide momentary satisfaction and happiness. Uh, the lasting happiness and fulfillment that we desire comes from doing something that matters, that adds value to our lives and the lives of others. Yep. You know, as humans, we desire more than momentary satisfaction. Um, when I look at a squirrel, for instance, 
it's just happy to get a few nuts every day, to get to get the food that it needs every day. Uh, as humans, we are so much more complex than that. We are so much more creative and possess so many unique gifts and abilities that have to be expressed. Speaking personally, I wasn't satisfied with having more money. Although I increased in income, which allowed me and my family to live a better life, it, it didn't do for me what I thought it would. Yes, money made our life better and easier in some ways, but it could not fulfill me completely. In fact, when I found that fulfillment in helping people to learn how to manage their money better and remove the financial stress and pain in their lives, I gave up a portion of my income to be able to engage in that work full time. Yeah, absolutely. It meant more to me to do what I knew was more rewarding and fulfilling than it did making more money. Right. When your focus is truly to accomplish your purpose, then money is just a tool that you use. But I cannot stress this enough. Managing it well gave me that ability to make the choice. Because let's face it, if I couldn't take a pay cut to engage in this other work, I would have to say, sorry, I wish I could, but I can't. Right. I have financial responsibilities that require all the income I make right now. Yep. And I think that's the tragedy, that many people are stuck in jobs that are not fulfilling, but they have to stay in them because financially, they cannot afford to make the move. They would rather go do something that's life-giving, but they can't. Yeah. So our desire for you as the mission of Getting Money Right states is to help you live your true life purpose by teaching you and inspiring you toward financial freedom so that you can engage in your purpose and not allow money to stand in your way. Yeah, absolutely. This is the generosity we're talking about. It's taking your surplus, your time, your talent, and your resources and using them to increase the impact of your purpose. I believe that's when you'll experience the most happiness and fulfillment. And whether you have a lot of money or a little bit of money, when you're focused is not on what you make, but on managing it in such a way that you can be free to do what you're called to do, then you're going to be happy and fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely. So living a generous lifestyle is point number three. And then point number four is just that you would now realize the dangers of money mm -hmm. and the pursuit of wealth as an end goal. That's dangerous because if money becomes your focus and you take the focus off of your real passion and purpose... Now, all of a sudden, you're playing a game you can't win. Yes. Uh, you know, how much is enough? Well, a little bit more. Well, how much is enough? A little bit more. Right. <laughs> you right. know, it, it's a constant. If money is the win, there's always going to be somebody with more money. There's always going to be somebody with nicer stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and you can't define your life based on the achievement of dollars and cents. Mm. But what you can do is begin to take those dollars and cents and turn around and create real life fulfillment. So, you know, you have to decide where your lifestyle is enough because if you start to use that money and chase money, it competes for your passions. Yes. And, and it'll squish everything else. Mm -hmm. uh, just growing wealth for wealth's sake can be a very dangerous place. And it's a unique form of financial bondage. Yeah. We talk about debt being financial bondage and people being stuck in, in owing payments and unable to afford the basics and struggling in the mire. Well, if you have somebody who's caught in another cycle and that cycle is that they earn money, and then they invest it so they can earn more money. And then they invest it so they can earn more money. And it just becomes this cycle they go around. Mm -hmm. And the money becomes the center of their universe. And they chase the money and they look to acquire and pursue and accumulate. And the end of their life comes and that money is going to go to somebody else. That money, they're not going to take it with them wherever they go. <laughs> yeah. And in the meantime, they're also going to be fearful. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And probably consumed with making the next thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand or whatever. Yeah. And like you say, David, it's a slippery slope that ends in dissatisfaction, discontentment, and disillusionment because money was never meant to fulfill that role in our lives. This has been proven many times. It's not just our opinion. 
our purpose and our passion. That's what should be driving us. And the danger is in letting money become our focus. Now, in order to stay focused on your purpose, you have to do something that's very much against the norm today. You have to decide how much is enough to cap your lifestyle to a certain level. Without doing that, you'll never be able to recognize how much you need and what the surplus actually is. We talk about budgeting on this podcast all the time because that's what budgeting allows you and I to do. Right. To set a lifestyle cap. Yeah. And recognize the surplus. Yep. It provides that clear picture of what I need to live on and what's extra. Yeah. If an emergency happens, I have savings for that, but my lifestyle doesn't change every month. By setting a cap on what I need every month and for the future and setting that amount aside, I can recognize the surplus, move all of that toward fulfilling my purpose. Yeah. Uh, that, that gives me the ability to have a greater impact and more success toward fulfilling that purpose because I've learned that that is what makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a good way to kind of end this episode is to share a little bit of the purpose and passion for me personally. You know, I used to be the marketing manager for a forensic engineering firm, and it was a great job. And, and it really hit a lot of my unique talents. And I, and I enjoyed it. But what I found to be the most fulfilling thing was serving people and helping them remove bondage from their life in the area of finances. Right. And so at church, I sat down and wrote a vision statement for my life. And it said, I exist to eliminate financial bondage mm. from, and I said, from the body of Christ, from Christians, people who, of all people in the world, have a book to follow that walks them out of bondage. So to eliminate financial bondage from the body of Christ and help people to become good and healthy stewards. And I had begun to manage well so that when it got five years into my career and an opportunity opened up for me to go full-time into ministry and serving people, I was able to take a little bit of a pay cut to go and serve people because I knew what my lifestyle was. And I had actually capped my lifestyle years before. So every income, every increase at the job, that's okay. Just went into savings and into surplus and into, okay, how do I turn around and serve more people? And so I just want to encourage you, take some time to write down your vision, to write down your purpose statement. And maybe it's in the area of finances. Maybe it's in the area of helping at-risk teens. Maybe it's in the area of child sex trafficking in another country and helping to end that. Maybe it's in the area of breaking alcoholism or just serving people. I've met people that their whole mission was to serve people with technology. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're walking with people that are really struggling with technology and helping them get better at it. And they find joy and passion and life out of it. So, so what's your passion? What's your purpose? And how are you going to pursue that? Yeah, that's awesome. I love that story because I know that story very well. I've even shared some of that journey with you. And I've seen you live that out faithfully. And I believe we all have that same choice. We can take a deep look into our soul. We can recognize the passions and the gifting we have and engage in that thing that will make an impact in other people's lives. As a quote from The One Thing Revealed, and as David and I have said many times on this podcast and previous ones, the thing that will make you happy and fulfilled is when you engage in your purpose, which is what we desire for you. So to gain a better perspective on money, it's important to realize what money is and what its purpose is. And you have to realize that there are outside influences that shape our view and even pressure us sometimes to go beyond what's healthy for us. Uh, there's advertising, there's culture, there's materialism, and there's even our friends that push us in directions that sometimes it's not good for us. So let's be aware of that. We also have to set a proper lifestyle, which means that we need to cap our lifestyle based on our income and what we need right now. The best way to do that is through a budget that allows you to control every expense to make sure that you're taken care of today as well as the future. And last, living a generous lifestyle. 
using your surplus to fulfill your greater purpose, engaging and being fulfilled in the thing that you are created to do. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please rate it, review it, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play so that it's easier for more people to find us and benefit from it. You can also share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. And while you're there, find us and follow us. Find us on social media, Facebook or LinkedIn. We'd love to have you be a part of the personal finance conversation that we get to have every week. Uh, When you can, find the show notes, look for more content, and jump onto leosabo.com to gather lots more information that'll help you on your financial journey. And as always, we look forward to having you join us next time so that together we can keep Keep getting getting money money right. right. Now you use that margin to fulfill your purpose. Now you use that margin to go do something that matters and serve other people because you've intentionally capped your lifestyle. And if you never intentionally cap your lifestyle and you keep growing your lifestyle as your income grows, as your surplus grows, then you're just caught in this cycle where you never have the time to truly self-actualize, to truly do the things that matter to you.